welcome to Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey! Look, Wells is here. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And that's Wells. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hello, Wells. I'm being entertained watching Jeff pour out of a crower without I, making too much of a mess. I, I, did, I, did, I did a good. <laughs> I got one little drip. Good job. Hi, everybody. Hey, Josh. Hi, Dr. Josh. Hi, Dr. Nick. Yeah. Ryan's not here, and he doesn't listen anyway, so yeah, no, you can leave your Simpsons jokes elsewhere. Hey, there's a there's got to be at least one person listening to the show that oh yeah that, that knows old Doctor Nick from The Simpsons. Yeah, surely somebody. Yeah, I mean I knew. Yeah, Jeff's just a curmudgeon, just a grumpy old man. Oh. Is he wearing an onion on his belt? As was the silent time. <laughs> yes, it was silent time. I love you, well. Huh. Huh. Hey Josh, have you done anything interesting in the last week? No, figures. But you know what Miller's Miller Coors did? Oh, okay. Wow, we're going right in. All right, <laughs> yeah, we go right in. We're going in dry. All right, Miller Coors. <laughs> what, said, what did Miller Coors hey, do? Hey, Paps, you know how we had this little lawsuit and then we kind of settled and we got all quiet. And J- just, just to just to rewind for a second, uh, for for those that may not have heard or didn't listen or haven't caught up to that episode yet or listening out of order because people do that, I guess. I don't know. Really? Um, Weird. Miller Coors used to be the entity that contract brewed all of PBR. Correct? Yes. Uh, really still all of Paps, Paps stuff, right? Yeah, still is. And so um, there, was a, there was a contract and there was an option when it was coming up and um, the folks at Miller said, you know what? We really don't want to make PBR anymore. And PBR got all freaked out and went public to the, the medias. And, oh, Miller's trying to shut us down. We're going to die. We're going to die. PBR won't be here anymore. And all the hipsters got upset. And, and then Miller came back and said, all right, cool. No, no. We'll, you know what? Okay, fine. We'll, we'll go ahead and we'll brew your beer after all. And we thought that was the end of it. And then what happened, Josh? <laughs> and then, so this was what? Was it 2016 that Miller Coors shut down the Eden plant in North Carolina? Yeah, it's been like two years. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. So, so Eden, North Carolina, it's a couple hours away from uh, Charlotte, but the the Miller plant there was it had won all of these awards for like it was the like most the, efficient best one, yeah. and the best one they had, and they just like one day decided to shut it down amidst all of the when AB was buying a portion of them, but then had to divest some of it. And then uh, Labatt's came in and there's just all this nonsense going around. But like, there's always been this kind of dark cloud hanging over this Eden, North Carolina plant, even though it's like a, apparently a tremendous facility, a tremendous facility. Well, it is no longer a tremendous facility because after all of this was said and done, Miller Coors decided to go ahead and sell it to a demolition company for a measly $2.75 million when they paid, in July of 2008, $53.5 million for said facility. <coughs> so so did, did Pabst even like, offer to buy this thing? Yes. Pabst okay. wanted to buy this okay, thing. Okay, so, so, so Miller bought it for, or, or basically spent, what did you say, 50, 54? Three fifty-four. Yeah, call it fifty-four. All right, so 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 Miller invested fifty-four million dollars into this plant, and Paps comes in. The Paps offer him like twelve thousand, twelve million. Nobody knows, of course. Okay. There's there's no real numbers out there of of what Paps offered. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. Oh, okay, there. I know. I see it now. Paps offered to buy it for a hundred million. So yeah, there we go. So 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 Miller. Spends $54 million on it, shuts it down. Pap says, cool, we'll spend $100 million of our monies yeah. and get get out of your hair. We'll just buy the facility outright. And Miller says, nah, bro, we're yeah. good. Nah, we're good. Nah, we, we're we, good. we want $750 million. We, we don't want, yeah, we don't want your $100 million. We want $750. So $750 million. And they said, they said no. Uh, Pap said no. They're, they're not going to pay, you know, seven and a half times what they offered. And then Miller goes and sells it for not... Not fifty-four million dollars, not a hundred million dollars, not seven hundred fifty million dollars, less than three million dollars. Yeah, to a demolition company. To a demolition company. Now, if that's granted, not the biggest middle finger yeah. of all time. Like I, woohoo, damn. Now, granted, they did sell most of the equipment that was inside of the facility as well, so it wasn't like they just sold everything and said, "Okay, now. sure, 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 sure." But still, yes, that was a. I mean, so, you you know, like the fermenters and stuff, especially since, you know, we talked a couple episodes back, it's harder to get those now because of the company that went under. But even 
even once you get their brewing equipment out of there, I mean, like a lot of their stuff probably isn't like plug and play somewhere else. Yeah, Wells. Yeah. Legit question. Yes. What he just said. So how much of this stuff, like from Miller's Miller Coors, mm-hmm. how much of it is plug and play into your mom and pop brewery? None of it. Okay. Because I mean, I would imagine the scale that is there at this facility, which again was like their highest producer. I'm yeah. not dropping plug and play anything from. Well, I mean, like there are only well, a few breweries mean, like, that can operate on a scale like this. Yeah, that, I was saying like even the fermenters or a brew house that like, size. I, I would suspect that. Just one of the main fermenters that they had at this facility would probably eclipse the total capacity at some of the largest breweries we have here in town. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, it's not like anybody else is going to be able to use it. Right. So, I mean, back in the day when Sierra Nevada was getting ready to open their, you know, East Coast production facility outside of Asheville, the Mills River. Yeah. So they had a, you know, beer festival and I, went to the old hickory table to, you know, see my people. And uh, I I was just asking their head brewer, like, hey, what are you staring at? He was just, like, staring at everything. And he just said, "Uh, those four bright tanks they have are more than we make in a year. Wow. That's all he said. I'm like, excuse me. Four bright tanks. Now, there are more, but those four brights are more than their annual production. So 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 you're asking me, like, is that plug and play? Like, hmm, not really. Another question that I'm just curious. That's that's life-changing. Yep. Is there anything that you think they probably had in there that was proprietary to Miller Coors? Not really. I don't. I'm not okay. That's just so, I mean, I don't well, look, so. you, you and I are in a, a specialized industry, Josh. You, you, we know that there are still there's still some things that are going to be proprietary. Right now, I don't think that PBR was going to come in, or Pabst for that matter. Pabst is not going to come in and be like, "Oh, cool! Suddenly we understand how Miller Coors operates." Well, not no, no, we won't be as like, big as Miller. There's Coors. no manual thing like, "How do I use this?" I don't even know what this button does. You know, and it, that's what I was going with. Yeah, that'd be great if they would have sold it. Like, oh yeah, we'll sell it to you as is, and then like take like little pieces out of everything, and they can't figure out why. See, every time I fill this tank, it like all drains out. I can't figure out where it's coming from. I don't know where it's going. I don't know what's happening. It just won't get full, man. I mean, that would be like the total subterfuge move. Yeah. You know, this was just more of a middle finger. You suck. We rule. Sub- yeah. Subterfuge and the centrifuge. Hey, oh, that's a that's a good name for a beer. Yeah, somebody get on that. Uh, copyright 2019. <laughs> Crap test. No free ideas. Yeah. So so, yeah. so why do so any ideas why this might have gone down? I mean, again, I, I feel like this has got to be a move where the, this plain and simple was retaliation for their little temper tantrum that paps through, and then they had to settle out of court. And I, I kind of wonder that was a temper tantrum though. That was like a fight for life. Do you, you know? really think it was though? Yeah, I would agree. You're brewing at that type of capacity. There are only certain people that can handle that type of contract deal. What it's about that like, place down in Florida that does everybody's? Uh, this is more than the Florida operations capacity. Okay. okay. I mean, it's this like you're asking them to double so, in size. So then let me ask you this. Yep. Had they been able to purchase this facility, do you think not? I'm not saying would they become the next Miller Course, but could they got off of Miller Course teat and been able to do everything in house on their own? Oh, yeah. Okay. And that makes them dangerous. To Miller, at yeah. least. I mean, okay. they become a competitor, I mean, you right? Ju- you like, sell... A, a darling crown jewel of facility to a competitor, and then yeah, suddenly not to mention, you're not, getting your lunch money taken. Not just any facility, the best facility that you have. So then I guess this is along the lines of picking up that quarterback you don't need in fantasy football because you don't want anybody else to pick him up. <laughs> okay. It's a defensive move, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. like, it's so all- well, then I guess my next real question would be let's say this was Sarah Nevada, New Belgium. Stone, somebody else that wanted to come in and buy this facility. Do you think Miller would have done the same thing? Mm. Do you think this was inevitable? Period. End of end of story. So I'm gonna let Wells weigh in from a don't ask better, me better understanding of the industry. From me, just from a, an emotional gut check, I feel like whatever happened in Eden. Miller wanted no part of that ever being a brewery again. Like, yeah. I don't know, like if something happened behind the scenes, behind closed doors, was there an Indian burial ground involved? Well, no, but I know. I'm being, yeah. I mean, you know, it's facetious. Yeah. 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 The, the, um, Wamapoke Indians, you yeah. know, like for the parks and rec fans out there. Yep. Uh, you know, like, I, like, I don't know if that was kind of it or if it was just more of a, like, 
something happened there and it really upset whoever was in charge at Miller to decide to shut this place down and not let anybody else have it. The areas in blue are the atrocities. <laughs> That's a great bit. I love that bit. Oh. So yeah, this is a, a shame, but this what was once a crown jewel of the brewing world is destined to be torn down and never exist again. That's a lot of capacity, though. I mean, I could completely see why Miller would be hesitant to give, like, I mean, you're in the millions of annual barrels a year, you know. Who wants that? Yeah, that's true. So so we've talked a little bit of, uh, last year, technically, is when we discussed this, but uh, beer laws were changing in the fine state of Colorado, or Colorado, Depending uh, on where you live. What, 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 what laws were changing? I don't, this wasn't the... No. Basically, in Colorado, kind well, not kind of like... Kansas was weird. I can't... So what happened, been, what happened was... Well, the Midwest has got some really jacked up beer laws. In Colorado, right now, or at least up until January of this year, if you wanted to buy beer, the only way you could buy beer was to go to a liquor store. Liquor stores were not state-owned, like they are here. They were not chain-owned like they are in other places. They, The law, at least originally, was, Jeff, you could open up a liquor store. I could open a li- liquor store. Wells could open up a liquor store. But we, between the three of us, can only w- own one store. Among. Amongst. Amongst. Homestead of. So, one store. That's it. So, laws changed, and now grocery stores can now sell beer. Which then kind of takes away the whole like one owner, one store mentality. Right, exactly. Which would then open the door for big box store to come in, yeah? I mean, grocery store notwithstanding, I mean, you know, Total Wine as an example. Right, or a BevMo or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, you know, of course, the local owners and liquor stores are not happy about this change because of the economy of scale. Well, they followed the rules for so long. Yes. Right? And now anybody could come in and be like, hey... We're this outfit from the next state over where the laws aren't so lax over in Utah. And now we're going to come in. Right. And we're going to have all of these stores. Yeah, we're at BevMo, so now we can set up shop. <laughs> I look at it this way. Yes, this sucks for the owners of these liquor stores. But at the same time, to see somebody like a grocery store or Total Wine is real competition. Other than the economy of scale, I don't agree with. Because what you're going to get at a bottle shop here versus what I could get at the Harris Theater are night and day difference. But but you got to remember that for for every you know kits that we have here in Charlotte, there are other little mom and pop shops that are getting absolutely crushed by somebody that can do volume. You know we I I go to kits because I trust him and I know he puts good product on a shelf. Right. There are a lot of other small bottle shops that I don't go to. Like the Dirt Mall. You remember the Dirt Mall? Oh, yes. That was Gross Place. Yeah. And it's not there anymore. Yeah. And, you know, we're in a market where we have big box stores. And, you know, I, I think it's got to be tough to start your own place when people are going to, you know, the, the volume that you're going to traffic isn't going to be, you know, the, the special one-off stouts and what have you. It's going to be, you know, NASCAR beer. It's tough. And I totally understand why these people are upset because in typical fashion, they follow the rules forever because those are the rules. And the rules get changed, and now they're at a disadvantage, so they're going to be vocal. And I don't blame them for it. No, I don't blame them for that at all. But But it's also how things work sometimes, unfortunately. I mean, I'm looking at it just from the standpoint of, like I said, I I know what I can get at the Publix and at the Harris Cedar versus the common market. And it is a world of difference. Oh, totally. And I don't see those in any way, shape, or form the same. No. Whatsoever. You don't. I don't. Wells doesn't. But a lot of people do. And a lot of people are just as happy to buy their suitcase of bush light at the Harris Teeter as they are anywhere else. It's convenient for them. And I guess it saves me a trip to Walmart. I guess I didn't think about that. And you're right. Because now I have that convenience of I'm already at the Safeway getting my groceries. Now I can just get my suitcase of. Totally. Of cores and walk out. I'm, I'm back in Indiana. Um, I, you know, I, I forgot a couple of things. I run into the Target. I get a, a toothbrush, bar of soap, bottle of tequila. 
Why not? It's so weird that you buy that. It's awesome. Yeah, no, that is. Like, and they had it on an end cap, too, of all. I, I'm sorry, it wasn't tequila, it was Tito's. But yeah. I mean, still, it was out on an end cap. Yeah. Like, you know, got Christmas crazy. plans, Tito's, handcrafted T- vodka. Tito's will help you. Which is hilarious because Tito's is like the goose island of the liquor world, but that's a whole other story. We're getting sidetracked. Yeah. Welcome to Craft Liquor Cast. Wells? Yes. What's your opinion on this? I, I mean, I'm, I feel for him, but at the same time, like, it's just the market saying, you know, we can spend more money on politicians to get, you know, the laws changed the way we want it to. So tough. I mean, who wants to go to three different stores like you had it in Pennsylvania a couple of years ago to buy wine, another store to buy liquor, another store to buy beer. And now you can theoretically just go to a big box store and yeah. buy wine and beer and liquor. Cool. Yeah. I mean, that's easy for me as a consumer. So, I mean, as much as I, I don't like the ABC deal that is here the fact that they're always by a grocery store it's like all right but it's always fun in south carolina because it's one building yeah that has two separate doors and <laughs> one separate. side is liquor and yep. one side is beer two separate now entries. you can't buy wine but you know whatever <laughs> that really affects me yeah yeah it's it's cool for when i want i mean like if i wanted to do boilermakers i could get it all in one building i mean i gotta go to two different shops and Pay two different times, but you yeah. know, it's all still tax twice. That is true that you can't buy like you can have like a wine and beer store in South Carolina and a liquor store in South Carolina, but I've, I haven't seen like wine and beer on one side and liquor on the other. It's been beer on one side and liquor yeah. on the other. Yeah, I don't, can I don't, you not do all three? Not have I don't, I don't know. That's, yeah, I don't, has got wine on the beer side. Yeah, so I, does State Line. I don't, I don't go to Frugal's. Okay. Well, well, so does State Line. I, All right. Cool. I haven't been. Look at. So I don't go. Yeah. Oh, is it on the beer side? Yeah. I don't pay attention. Yeah. So it's, this is actually. Yeah. Those last couple aisles. Yeah. Yep. On the far end. Yeah. Yep. Okay. No. 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 Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're so good. it's just beer and wine on one side, liquor on the other. Never Business quicker. in front, party in the back. That's right. That's right. And there's that. Yay, beer laws. Hey. hey. <laughs> Speaking of beer laws. You know, a country I've been dying to go to. Which which one is that, Josh? Qatar. Qatar? Yeah. Why? Because I love the idea, Wells, of paying $92 for a case of beer. Right. Don't you? It makes a lot more sense so than I'm, spending I'm, 105 on a case of beer. I'm, yeah. I'm reading this headline. Is that American dollars? Yes. Or is that like Qatar dollars? Whatever well, those are. I was saying that probably matters. Thought, is that like Qatar picks? Like, <laughs> I don't know what the, what the conversion rate is. <laughs> I mean, think about it this way. It is... One of those countries that their major export is oil. So yeah. our money is worth shit over there anyways. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, but right now in Qatar. You whip out your wallet to pay. It's like, that's fine. We already have your money. Yeah. We already <laughs> oh, have your you're money. poor. You're poor. <laughs> you mean you're not a Sikh? Oh, no. Uh, so, so the headline Do you is, see my harem? Do I have my harem with me? No, I don't. So the headline is not a joke. You used to... They used to sell a case of beer for $105. Now it's $92. What kind of beer are we talking about? Like case of beer? Like, see, I, this feels like Trillium, right? <laughs> a case of Trillium for $102. Actually, that's probably, that's probably a, like half off day or something. Yeah, no. So this was, as of New Year's, the price for a case of Heineken went from $53 up to $105. Heineken. Heineken. And then, of course, because of outrage on social media, they said, oh, okay, well, we'll drop it down to $92 a case instead. How about that? So, I don't, I actually don't know how much a case of Heineken typically goes for over here. So, I mean, it's, it's a premium. So, I mean, it can't be, it's under 30 bucks. Yeah, it's got to be. I got to believe, right? I don't think there's a, you're not going to, you're not going to find that, Wells. What are you doing? You're trying to look that up? How much a damn 24 pack of Heineken costs? Yeah, I can find that. All right. Well, look at me. 28 bucks. There. Now the but I, hey, I said under 30. There you go. You took the you took the under and you were right. Now, of course, the other thing too is that in Qatar, this is considered a sin, so it's a syntax. That's syntax. That's why <laughs> Do they spell it wrong? <laughs> syntax on the syntax. Hey yo. Uh, the other thing, too, is some jalapeno, jalapeno poppers up around here. <laughs> Tom Pritchard, how you doing? Tom Pritchard. Jump in. The water's fine. The water's fine. <laughs> uh, welcome to show two. Yeah. All they, right. So Qatar feels like drinking is a sin. Yes. Ergo, okay. well, there's a tax. Pork and oh, eating, there's a there's a 
bacon tax? Yes. And uh, actually, if you are an expat working there, you have to get a card from your employer that says it's okay that you do these things before they'll even sell them to you. Man, I better get one of those cards in the mail before I travel is all I'm going to say. Like, I oh, just cool. want I just want one be- for funsies right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want one that says, it's cool that I eat bacon. Yeah. No, you, <laughs> Look, the state said it's fine. Yeah. Here's, state, here's the fun part if you read this, ne- <laughs> this next part. So... If you're an expat, you have to get permission from your employer to sure. get a license that allows you access to the store that sells both liquor and pork. Now, question. So in other words, time out, time it's out. It's all in one store. No, I was going to say. It's the dream store. Is it, is it one building and like liquor's on one side and, and pork's on the other? Because <laughs> like, yes. I feel like, like that's a, like, I want to do like a bourbon barrel, you know, like cured like pork loin, but like I have to go to one side and make a payment and go to the other side. Yes. And do the pork. Honestly, that's how I totally imagine this in my head. Yeah, it's like the South Carolina, <laughs> but it's of, pork of and you it's know, yeah, of the Middle East. And, liquor and beer and wine on one side, pork on the other. <laughs> it's like a Big Johnson shirt, all in and of itself. <laughs> liquor in the front, pork in the back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that, right? Big Johnson. Oh t-shirts? no, I do. Oh, I do. I, I do. Well, like, are y'all old enough for Big Johnson t-shirts? No. Okay. I remember them. Okay. I mean, I, I was. I don't know the Wells is. He's I, like I was not old enough for a Big Johnson shirt, though. I. But you're mom, familiar with them. Oh yeah, my mom just wouldn't let me have one. All right. Yeah, I, I contraband got some and wore them to school one day. Oh and, my. Yeah. How'd that, that work out for you? That went really well, well for me. In Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. In, in middle school. Yeah. I can't yeah. thought. I can't say I've thought about a Big Johnson shirt in a long time. <laughs> Whew. Welcome to show two. Yeah, welcome to 2019. Oh, wait. Is that what this is? Yeah, so Qatar. All right. Not not going to... I'll tell you what. I, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say right now, I will not go to Qatar to buy Heineken. Yeah. There. You know or what? Bacon. Wasn't buying it before. God, Definitely even, not buying it now. I want to know how much a pack of bacon's going for if the beer is already like 5X marked up. Yeah. Ugh. Why don't I just, you uh, get a job at a corporation... Want- that gets outsourced to guitar and find out. I just want I my Heineken and some bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. Is that too much to ask? It is. All right. Just hit me on the old cell phone. Yeah. Let me right. know when it's on, on the belt. <laughs> so, Wells, I know you don't have a team that even sniffed the playoffs, but if you watched any of the playoffs, <sighs> which you did, which I do, I am sure that you saw, especially. I didn't notice these last weekend as much as no, this weekend. This, it's been real hard push this past weekend. To be fair, my team sniffed the playoffs. It's just after eight, after the eighth game, all it smelled was a wet fart. So yeah, there you go. That's all it looked like, too. Uh, uh, hey, so uh, our, like. our long national nightmare is over, and Bud Light mm-hmm. is now going to be putting its nutritional facts on its new packaging. Word. I have problems with this. Why? Big shocker, right? Right. So first off, <clears throat> they are they're putting a label up that that resembles the FDA label. Yes, but it doesn't have all of the stuff of an FDA label. Yeah, like actual ingredients. Like you can't just pull some bullshit up top where you're like, oh, and it's like water, hops, and yeast, and you know whatever. Rice. Oh, oh wait, I'm sorry. They don't even put yeast on there. No, because it's not. I, guess, I don't know. Is an ingredient technically? I don't know. Car- carbon dioxide is that an ingredient? Even though it's in the beer, right? You know, they they have this thing that looks like an FDA label, but I guarantee is not an FDA label. I don't see this lasting long because I think the FDA is going to be like, oh, hell no. Nah. Oh, hell no, nah, dog. You might have to get rid of that shit now. Although the, the TTB approved this, so. But the TTB isn't necessarily responsible to or accountable to the FDA. Labels aren't legally required, but major beer makers agreed in 2016 to voluntarily disclose nutrition facts on their products by 2020. So, but this isn't Corona. This is not a it's Corona not, Heineken Coors already have that stuff, but 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 you can look at this and see this is like somebody's poor Photoshop version of an FDA logo, right? It's it's like when you buy that candy and it's or you know and it's like you know, ginseng 1000%, you know, or some bullshit like that. It's like, this is not even a thing. Like, don't make this a thing. This isn't a thing. See, what's funny to you is what you're (coughs) complaining about. The funny thing to me is that they're now publicly admitting to the world that they put rice Rice in in their their beer. beer. Yeah. I'm like, that's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for them. No, it's, it's what's on their 
all those yeah. labels. This hasn't been like, I'm anything. I'm looking at a Bud Light right now, brewed using the choices hops, barley, water, and rice, and they're like, oh, we got you. I'm like, no. Oh, they, they put they, rice on that already? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I haven't. Right there, man. Obviously, I've not drank a Bud Light in God knows how long, so mm, I But I mean, know. you know, like, but it does bring into question, like from a, a brewing perspective, what is an ingredient, right? Is yeast ingredient? Is beechwood yeah. ingredient? Yeah. Is CO two ingredient? No. Isn't it though? It's beech, inside beech the can. Beechwood is not an ingredient. Yeah, you're right. Beechwood would not be. CO two would not be. But it's all things that yeast would be though. Into the something that's added though. And yeah, it's always bugged me that they don't say yeast is an ingredient because you know you do have to add. <laughs> it's that. kind of important. It's kind of like like it'd be some pretty. Like, as if Bud Light isn't lame enough. Can you imagine, like, non-yeastified Bud Light? Oh, God. Hey, I mean, that literally is just water. It's it's Bud Wurt. Yeah, that is just water. Bud Wurt Light. <laughs> Bud Wurt Light. Bud Wurt Ur Light. Well, the, the Bud... Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I just... Wow. Okay, so I didn't know about the rice thing. I didn't know they were already doing this. That's... Okay. I was just Ye- all Yingling. excited, like, you're that dumb, you're just going to put... Okay. Now, well, Yingling's whatever. the only one that doesn't want people to know they put rice in their beer. I mean, you know, not not that they're afraid of saying it; they just don't publicize it. Yeah. You go to uh, like I've been to the uh, the brewery tour in uh, St. Louis for Anheuser Busch, and yeah, rice is a thing. It's just part of the tour. Yeah. They don't. It, it's just, but it's it's like the small little piece of it, right? It's like oh, it's oh, it's barley and it's hops and. Which, by the way, rice. okay, y'all are gonna laugh at me, and I know you will. Well, I mean, we'll laugh at you anyway. We don't I need another honestly, reason, but we'll like, take it on its own. Outside of beer, never had barley in my life. Mm. I don't like it. Have you had like a like a good chicken barley soup? Yeah, yeah, that's what I tried to make. What? Okay, you tried to make it. That yeah. doesn't. Barley's just like slimy and gross. You're and... crazy. I no. eat this stuff all the time. Barley's great, man. Ugh, no, hard pass. Of course, that's like the advantage of being you know in a brewery on brew day, and you can just get a fistful of like two row barley malt. Like, ah, oh, this is good. Yeah, it's, it's like eating cereal. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's like eating at least it, cooked. No, not dog. No. Now let me some chicken barley soup. No worse than granola. I don't like granola. Either. Oh, I mean, we forgot. Josh is a monster. He doesn't like chocolate either. <sighs> no, I hate chocolate. Chocolate. Every now and then I get that question online, like which which one of you guys hates chocolate? It's Josh. He's the monster. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a monster. It's okay. You are. I'm not the monster here. You are. You know those. Fairy tale creatures. No, you. No, you are. That's my kids would say. So, all right. Well, I was, I was all excited about the rice thing, rice thing, whatever, the FDA thing. I would agree with you, Jeff. I wonder if that gets them smacked down. And is this a marketing gimmick? But it is totally to what, a marketing gimmick. What, what Wells just said, they all volunteered to do this by 2020. So They all volunteered to do this, but nobody else is saying, hey, look at us. We're putting our ingredients on there. Bud Light is, which anything Bud does, whether it's a hey, let's everybody have a competition to see if anybody could kick a forty-three yard field goal, or hey, we put a package or we put a, a, a nutritional label on our package. It's all advertising. Yeah, it's all to get people talking about them, which we're doing now. Yeah, and I'm really and we've su- done it two episodes in a row. Sorry, I'm really surprised that this is a voluntary thing because the kind of move that Bud Light enjoys making is, um, why don't we make everybody do this? Because yeah, they can, the hand. yeah. Well, they can easily test, you know, caloric requirements and ingredient. I mean, just what level of carbs and this, that, and the other. Yeah. But that's going to be undue burden biatch. on every other smaller mom and pop brewery. Oh, so, I mean, like I would hate for Old Hickory to have to figure out the carbs in Event Horizon. <laughs> well, it's I'd stop It's an it. imperial stout <laughs> with honey. So, can we just say a lot? A thousand? Oh, it's like the caloric content Over of a 9, bottle 000. of um. No, I remember reading it somewhere that uh, Dogfish Head's Worldwide Stout was over six hundred calories a bottle. Yeah, not surprising. Yeah, six hundred delicious, delicious, delicious calories. calories. <laughs> yeah, because I've only taken one of those down myself like three times ever. It's been a while. But you um, didn't eat dinner that night, so like that's double whammy. <laughs> I probably drank it because I didn't eat dinner that night. You didn't eat dinner because you drank it. It's a win-win-win. I mean, look at the monks. That's what they do, right? They just drink. They don't eat. God bless. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for break? Sure. Let's do that. All right. We'll be back in 30.
It's time for buy no buy. I'll explain how it works. Oh God! Yeah. Thank you. Finally. Right. Can you do some work around here. I know. I don't do anything for this show ever. It's pretty simple. We've been drinking. We were going to give a beer a one or a zero. We like it or we don't like it, and then eventually we'll get to I tap that and we'll explain that when we get there. Jeff, first beer up. Whoop whoop! That's the sound of a chuck beer. Very nice. I'm nice. trying. Nice try. Trying, yeah. No. Um, we got a chuck beer, y'all. Um, batch something 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 package. Ooh, Halloween. This Oof. is Halloween. This is Halloween. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this is uh, Monday Night Brewing's Cardigans of the Galaxy. I like the name. Yeah, it's a fun name, and uh, they've even got like little buttons on there. Yeah, and it really fits their motif. Of, Which, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's always like like if you've not seen any of their normal packaging, it's like uh, a silhouette of a dude that usually has a tie. Yep, that's usually their their shtick. Uh, this is a bow tie, obviously a cardigan because you wouldn't wear like a regular tie with a cardigan. That'd be super lame. Yeah, are cardigans even a thing anymore? What? No. Okay, I was just, <laughs> just saying. I mean, I, I, wore, I, I wear them one all the time. I wore a cardigan with a bow tie for my wedding, so it's still a thing. How, how, long, how long ago was that? Seven years. Yeah. yeah. Is it still a thing, Josh? Maybe. For me, it is. Okay, fine. Uh, still real to me, damn it. Anywho, uh, Chuck, you sent us old beer. But how was it? Um, I actually kind of like this. It's pretty good. Having a little, little hit of it. Um, I, w- I would definitely love to have had this a little more fresh. Um, but I like it. It's, um, it's, so it's a double IPA, but it isn't like bitter slappy in the face. It's got a nice sweetness to it. Um, I, you know, I just kind of like this all around. Um, I can't believe I keep liking Chuck beers. What's wrong with me? I don't know. Maybe you're going to be a Patriots fan next. Oh, (laughs) that will never happen. (laughs) The only way that I would ever become a Patriots fan is if like all the teams in the league merged to just be the Patriots, and even then, I would just swear off football. I mean, like I would, I, I would. I mean, you kind of already did, anyways, until this year, and your team made a playoff run. So. Yeah, I, I mean, look, you know, when when your your main guy is injured for the better part of two years, I mean, you just kind of like, look, we'll be back. It's going to be a thing. We'll be all right. We had a good run. You did. We had nobody had any expectations that we were going to make what we did. Yeah. And hey, we did a hell of a lot better than that team from Florida in our conference who was all big and bad and braggadocious and then and suddenly won their Super Bowl in and week suddenly two. yeah and but but then sucked ass the rest of the year so you know but hey uh Cardigans of the Galaxy citrusy dry hoppy yeah no I like this it's a good beer I, I'd love to have it more fresh but um held up remarkably well yeah. well even though technically it's a year old at this point you know <laughs> right it's 2019 well what do you think Citrusy, clean, slightly vegetal, definitely dry. I mean, it's fine. I just think I can do better in terms of IPA. So I'm going to pass on this one, Josh. So I have to ask mm. if this was a little fresher, do you think it wouldn't be so vegetal? Or do you think it's a small mean, bill in general? In hot bill? It would be the hot bill. Uh, or hot bill I don't uh, I don't know. Okay. Just curious. I mean, this, this is one of those, like, if I know a beer from before and then from now right. but you know i don't have a basis for a comparison here so okay it, it, the reason i ask is i'm right there with you like there's just something missing from this and i don't know if it's because it's old it's because and, and old is it's a probably very, chuck old a is chuck. a very relative term in this case i mean we're talking october this beer is you this beer is probably wearing a cardigan in its wedding well <laughs> this beer is less than 90 days old yeah which is i mean come on we can get over ourselves a little bit. That's not yeah, that I, old. Cardigans are still cool. We're, we're, we we do get a little precious over the idea of it being super fresh. Yeah. And we I are mean, spoiled. On, we, we had a fucking IPA from Highwire that was, what, four days old? Yeah. And we still didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you two monsters didn't. I did. So there's that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just I'm going to know by this. All right, next beer up. Uh, so next beer up, fun story. So uh, as you may have heard in the last show, and if you didn't hear the last show, go listen to the last show. Hey, uh, and, and maybe you get your RSS feed from many different places. Maybe you listen to us on Google Play. Maybe you got a podcatcher. Uh, make sure you rate and review us because uh, that kind of stuff helps out. Um, or go to Patreon, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Support us there. That's yeah. awesome too. That but uh uh, as mentioned in the last episode, uh, Honey Pie Day was this uh, Thursday or two ago, and uh, I, I needed to kill some time. 
because I, I I don't travel. This is gonna sound really dumb. I work out of the house, so I don't travel all the way up here to the uptown of Charlotte that much. Which so, is a haul for you. It, it is a haul. I mean, it's a 40-minute haul, yeah. right? You know, and, and so I want to make sure that I get up here and then I'm not going to get stuck in traffic. There's not going to be issues. Um, also, because I had time, you know, just to myself. It was super awesome. And Divine Barrel opened at noon. So I'm like, cool. I will just leave early and get to Divine Barrel and hang out and have a couple of beers there. There you I go. had a couple of small pours. Man, they are just... Again, still killing it. Um, the first beer I had, and, and I was afraid it was going to be bur- first beer syndrome, but um, first beer I had was their double IPA because that's what you do. Right. You go to a brewery and you're like, hey, let me start out with this 9% West Coast IPA. But I've learned with Divine Barrel, I love their West Coast IPAs. I trust them. They're really great. And uh, their their latest version is called Faceplant into Hops. And... Um, Damn, it's good. A couple days later, we're getting ready for for this this set of recordings, and Josh was like, "Oh, hey, you know, I I I I won a, a crowler from this place that Josh is going to talk through in here in a second yeah, yeah. when he gets to him." And uh, he's like, "Hey, I won a crowler, you know, so we'll have something else for the show." And I'm like, "Dude, you need to get faceplant into hops because it is fantastic." So that's what we're drinking: faceplant into hops. I absolutely adore this beer. I bought two Crowlers while I was there. Um, what kind of sucks is that for all the crappy beer that Chuck sends us, he's getting a Crowler of this. Ugh. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, but I adore this beer. It is like super clear, just like yeah, I want from my fingers. West, just like I want from a West Coast IPA. Um, and it's nine something percent. It's not boozy at all. I love this beer. Big buy. Wells, of all the crappy beer that Chuck sends us on the show, yeah, we pretty much like clean swept what he sent us last week. <laughs> no, this was a uh, don't no. He, you got to keep nagging him. He's he got, mm, you'll well, never be good enough, Chuck. Well, uh, look, it's a West Coast IPA. It's a very aggressive uh, hop profile, yeah, but it it's also just dry and clean. Like this is just. This is textbook West Coast, so I'm I'm all about this. Not everything has to be juice, bro. <sighs> right, Josh? Where are you, man? Yeah, it doesn't all have to be Hayes Bros. But uh, so I want to talk really quickly about this delivery service that I'm trying out for the first time. Yeah, because because this was like a thing, like maybe a month or so ago. They were like, "Oh, hey, we're doing crowler delivery." Right, which in in the most millennial fucking way I can be, it's like, hey, I am too lazy to leave my house to go (laughs) to a brewery. Why don't you just bring a crowler to me instead? And so Sunday watching football and we were summarily trouncing the Chargers at this point. I get a little email notification. It says, hey, first person to respond to this gets free delivery. And I'm like, all right, for the lulls, free delivery, please. And five minutes later, like, oh, hey, you won. I'm like, it's nice. All right, cool. So maybe nobody else paid attention to their email because it's Sunday, or maybe I actually was first. I you don't might know. be the only one on the mailing list. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, who cares? But- uh, so I ordered and, you know, kind of talking with Jeff a little bit. And he's like, hey, can you get this beer? And I said, well, I'll try. I have no idea, you know, availability wise. Like, right. is it up to the brewery of what they're going to have? And of course, first thing I saw on there was this beer. Uh, the service itself worked really simple. Place the order. What's it called? Knock twice. Thank you. So place the order last night. I am night. the one who knocks. Uh, I'm the danger. Delivery area is a little sparse. And when I say sparse, thinking of somebody like Jeff, who lives in the middle of nowhere. Look at it, yeah. It's, look, it's not in the middle of nowhere, but but For I, am, I am not in the uptown metro area. You were absolutely not. And even up to, I think about a month ago, they weren't really going outside of the Noda area very much. So, so look at it. If you're in the Noda area, and I know people good, who good don't live around here, like, they don't quite get this, but like the Noda area is quarter mile from a brewery. Stones throw, literally. Yeah, you could probably If get you're on too one damn of those lazy to go to one of those, like. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, even for me, it's. Not that far. It's not that far. Really. Still. At all. Uh, but, you know, they said, hey, you got free delivery. So thought, I'll spin the wheels. And the other problem, I will admit, the other problem I had with them originally was 
kind of had to pre-schedule things. And it was one of those things where you'd always forget, like, because I would have to order a, a delivery for a Saturday or a Sunday, and it's Monday or Tuesday. By the time I get to Friday, I'm not going to remember to do that. So they opened it up to now Monday through Sunday. You can get it delivered whenever you want. Okay. Almost almost on demand. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> it, it's not like... I would, I would suspect <clears throat> they're not keeping stock in no, a warehouse. So you're saying, I want some... You know, it's kind of like Foodie Call or Postmates no, or whatever, exactly Grubhub. It. They're going to have to go to the brewery and get yes. something. Call Probably call ahead. Hey, I'm coming to pick this up. Pick it up and then bring it out to you. So, I mean... No, 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 and, and you're 100% right, So, and, and I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, but they're probably just bulking orders, like, I've got five growlers at Divine that I need to pick up, and, and yes, this stuff is all filled very fresh, this was filled... Oh, yeah, literally filled today. Today. Yeah, filled today, within hours, so that is just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, not anything I can complain about. No, no, I, I mean... It, and, and, and here's the other thing, I, I don't want to sound like I'm nagging on this place, it's not a terrible concept, but it's just... We've seen enough alcohol delivery services in this city. We've seen one, and it didn't work. <laughs> I hope these guys yeah, learn, learn some lessons. Learn some lessons, because yeah. this is a totally different company, totally it's, different people. And it's a different style, yes. right? I mean, it, it, as opposed to like, hey, we have this bottle shop, and also it's going to be a store, and also we're going to stock your company. And, you know, not... Yeah. I, I mean, you know, Brew Public had a lot of good things going for them. But they did. I, I think they just, they, they try to do too many things too quickly. And, you know, they've kind of dialed back and just been, you know, business-based. Well, now. they're not even here anymore. Oh, are they gone now? Completely? They've been gone for a while. All right. Well. Yeah, they packed up and moved out west. They gone. All right. So, well, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, so, you're the 16th largest city in the nation. So, like I said, uh, you know, right now, at least this is just growlers only. Uh, it's two breweries. It's the, it's Divine Barrel and I think Pilot is the other one that they're doing. Who's Pilot? I've never heard of them. I mean, it doesn't mean anything, but... Right. But, you know, the guy pulled up. I got a text notification. Hey, I'm 15 minutes out. Cool. Went outside, grabbed my growler. He wiped it all nice and clean for me because it was in a cooler. I mean, this thing was ice cold when I got it. Like Nice. Yeah. So What's cooler than cool? It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> so from a, a... All right, all right, all right, all right. Delivery all right. perspective, uh, they've already improved a lot of my major complaints about this service. Yeah. Number one, the hours. Number two... The availability, yeah. so and it's more. Con- it seems like it's more convenient to you now. Yes, you know, than it was even a month ago. So yeah, this yeah. is something now that I've ex- and, and it wasn't like I was expecting something bad to happen. It's, no, no, no. You but, go to pick up a growler. It's like you said. It's it's a foodie call or it's yeah. Postmates. You're going to pick up my food and just. I, I would be in serious trouble to be able to order crawlers on demand. Yeah, especially from Divine Barrel. Yeah, because I would a go broke and b kill my liver yeah and now this shit is like on demand like almost so like i could order this tuesday and it would be here at five o'clock but so the real question josh is are you are you buying into the face plant into hops oh yeah 100 percent. the spirit is delicious i like yeah like i I hate to say i told you so yeah but like this is this is damn good no when you And, and you know the thing about divine barrel is you know they always have a west coast one or two west coasts on tap which i love them for doing yes and they're always clean and they're always clear and I always go in and I always enjoy them. Um, Dank Zappa was one that really resonated for me. And I think I bought like three crawlers of it. I would buy this over Dank Zappa. Yeah, no, I would agree. I Damn, would agree, it's absolutely. good. So yeah, that that's kind of a quick Good job, Gavin. And, and Ben, I guess. Yeah. Really, yeah, probably, yeah, probably more so Ben than Gavin. But yeah, but but to the beer itself, yes, it's delicious. All right, next beer up. All right, so uh, Porch Bomb from Super Hoosier. And uh, he sent a bottle from uh, Windmill, um, which is weird that you say that because that looks kind of Three Floyds ish. Just from the well, no, it's, it's, it's like a windmill. Okay, no, you know, well, um, so, from afar. Yeah, uh, what's what's the uh, da, 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 Dyer, Indiana? I, I'm sure it's in the Northwest. So this is called Luther in the Meme Sickle Factory. And, and it made me raise, you know, like, so, so, you know, there's that thing, like whenever you get, like, if you trade beer with anybody, you get that box and you go through and you're like, yes. And yes. And this is super exciting. And what the hell? Is this? Who is okay, this? cool. I'll check that out later. And then you get to the end of your, like, it doesn't matter how great the box is. You're always disappointed when it's over. Right. And that's kind of how I was. I mean, some of the stuff that Jason sent 
blew my mind. Super excited. Some of it we'll have on the show. Some of it we've had privately, um, yeah. you know, and that'll continue to happen too. Um, but he said this, and I just wasn't real sure what to make of it. And I definitely didn't want to drink it on my own. Um, look, at if you send a box of beer to somebody and it has 20 plus items in it and the lowest ABV is like 11%, or Thank you. In, in this case, 10.2%. Um, okay. All right. So that's the thing that happened. Yeah. And um, Luther and the Meme Sickle Factory. This is a double milkshake style IPA with orange cream gummy bears. <sighs> I hate this beer. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, so they so they brewed this double IPA with oats, flaked rice, citra hops, and of course loads of orange cream gummy bears. So so number one, like you know, and I've actually been to a Jelly Belly factory. Um, I'm familiar with a lot of the flavors. Like I was there when they were doing the Harry Potter flavors, and you could get like grass, snot, puke. Which the lady behind the counter said like puke actually tastes like pepperoni pizza. If you ever had the pepperoni pizza Jelly Belly, no. And I'm like. Cool, you guys did such a good job at pepperoni pizza. It tastes like puke. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Life goal? Yeah, right. Um, I've never seen orange cream gummy bears. Uh, that being said, um, so first off, I'll say like, so, so the one pro comment I'll make towards this beer, this does not taste like a 10.2% beer. That being said, I'll never have this again. I do not like it. It is gross. I do not want it. Do not want. Like it. Um, no buy. Wells? Meanwhile, I'm looking up what the hell an orange cream gummy bear is and how I can get some more because I really enjoyed this. I don't know why. I don't even care. You can like it. It's like got some nice orange and I'm a sucker for decently done vanilla. So. Do you like cream sickle? Do you like orange Julius? I do. Yeah. do Josh, do you like orange sickle or orange cream sickle, orange Julius? Yes. Do you like that? Okay. See, I hate that. Okay, cool. That so, explains so much. That explains a lot right now. I really dug this beer, and I am shocked that it's 10.2 because I could face a bottle of this, and I'm staring at it like I just might. Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't taste it, like the booze is very well hidden. Yeah. Josh, do you, so, so you like Orange Julius. Do you like this beer? Yeah, I do. I uh, don't necessarily get a lot of Orange Julius out of it. I do get a little bit of orange. Um, right. Very hot forward to me. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. Damn, this is good. Wow. I, I I mean, I don't blame you from looking at, the, I mean, the name of it kind of like. Mm. Now that I know what he doesn't like, I understand why yeah. he yeah. doesn't right. think yeah. too totally highly good. of this beer. I yeah. mean, did you, so I'd assume you looked at the bottle and you saw what the flavors were. Like, I knew what it like, was eh. beforehand, so I had a little bit of preconception, but like, I, I've gotten really good about putting that aside when I try a beer because okay. I've learned over the, the, five, six years that we've been doing the show, just because I don't like a thing doesn't mean I won't like this beer. Well, like a, a prime example is the Boulevard Brown, the Kilty Hoopamajoopy thing, whatever that thing. The Plaid Habit? Yeah. Oh, no, that's coming, brother. Well, I know, but that's a brown ale, and you hate oh, brown ales but normally. But have you had the Plaid Habit? I, I've had it. Oh, yeah. mama, that's a good beer. <laughs> but, but that proves my point of, you know, brown ales is one of those things you typically yeah, do not, not, like. not, a, not a huge fan of, but when done well, you know, yeah. in like Savannah's uh, Dynamite Brown, uh, High Wires, yep. Better Nails Brown, like like I literally can name the browns that I like because there's so few of them. Yeah. The uh, orange cream gummy bears are currently out of stock, but I could sign up for notification when they become readily available. Uh, there you go. All right, Jeff. I know it, Bobby. Um, all right. So uh, uh, another one of the uh, Spokane, Washington porch bombs from synchro scooter um this is fremont which we've had some fremont beers and they tend to be real good uh, especially when they're barrel aged and guess what this is a barrel aged beer yeah um this is the barrel aged b bomb 2018 it's an imperial winter ale so going back to your comment just a second ago josh it's a winter warmer one of your favorite beers of all time. One of my least favorite beers of all time. Yeah. Um, so this year's release was aged in 8 to 12-year-old American oak bourbon barrels and is a blend of 9, 12, and 24-month-old barrel-aged winter ale. 
Um, this is fantastic. I hate winter ales. Yeah. I love this beer. Um, Scott sent me two of these, and um, he's like, "Yeah, it's been getting really good reviews," and I totally get why. Um, I was going to share the other bottle with some friends. I may just keep it for myself. There you go. Uh, this is luxurious. It's rich. It's decadent. It is like I I, I respect the fact that it's probably winter ale at heart, but I think. I, I just, I don't know what it is about the barreling on this that it's just smoothed it all out and it doesn't have that like super spicy like yeah, thing I hate about winter ales. Kit. But I freaking love this beer. I'm a huge buy on this one. Wells? This is really tasty. It definitely lets me know it's 14% though. I mean, not as big and bad and boozy as I've seen some, but no, this is great. A uh, little bit of time in the barrel smoothed out a lot of the spice. A uh, little chesty kind of a dry mm-hmm. hot finish but uh i mean i guess the only thing this beer is missing some orange cream gummy bears but yeah i'm fucking <sighs> no it's not missing orange cream <laughs> gummy bears hey jeff do me a favor when you get your email notification that uh gummy bear is in in stock would you please let me know <laughs> i hate I you i hate you right now just signed you you up. didn't seriously damn it wells <laughs> <laughs> That, oh, that said, I really enjoyed this beer. Oh I would uh, I would mess with this beer a lot. Uh, don't worry. I didn't ask them to give you any. <laughs> Whatever. It's totally a thing I did. Josh, where are you? <laughs> I, I just, I can't right now. I just can't. I can't. Holy shit. But where are you with this beer? Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did we give him our email addresses? Now it's time to change everything. <laughs> Holy shit, this said, is terrifying. I said don't sign me up for any like other stuff, so it's fine. Oh my god, I signed myself up too. We're good. Uh, no, this beer's <laughs> Wow. Uh this beer's delicious, like a winter warmer my ass, but it is a boost bomb. Like it hits It you, is a B bomb. It hits you in the chest. Oh so nice though. Really quick. Yeah. But man, this is good. Where's you, Fremont out of? Uh, Seattle. 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 Yeah. Oof, it's pretty good. Uh, go check out their brewery. It's kind of, uh, they give off kind of a birdsongy vibe. Tapper. Well, notes. what's funny is I remember like one of the first Whales Except for Wishes. Indoor fire pits. I had bought just some random Fremont bottles that were like seven bucks off of the Beck store. Oh, wow. Really? You guys were all like, oh my God, it's Fremont. I'm like, oh, it's bought this <laughs> random beer. It was cheap. Yeah. I added it in so I could get free shipping. I mean, like literally one of my favorite beers from Fremont is their uh, barreled Dark Star. And they've got a couple different variants yeah. of it. But... Um, not this last time, but the time before, Scott actually sent me like regular cans with just like base Dark Star. And it is honestly one of the best like plain Jane oatmeal stouts you'll have. Nice. They are just excellent at what they do. I'm really looking forward to Beercation 2.0 and going to Fremont. Like that is on the list. When's that happening? We're, we're, uh, we're in negotiations. Nice. So, negotiations. so there's that. All right, so it's time for Ed Tap That. Pretty simple. Out of all the beers that we've had, what would you put on your kegerator? So, Jeff, what are you going to put on your kegerator? Um, normally, I would, um, you know, like I, I'm a sucker for a big barrel-aged 14% beer, but I've got one of those on tap right now. Um, damn it, if I don't love that face plant into hops. Uh, Divine Barrel with a home run again, and I absolutely adore that beer. Um Gosh, I, I I just feel like anytime I walk in there and they've got a West Coast on tap, that's what I want to drink. They had something else on when I was there, and it was like a um, a red wine barrel aged Brett something something. It was really really good and really really interesting. And I'm like, cool. Now can I have some more face plant, please? Crowlers mm-hmm. to go. Uh, but yeah, I would totally tap the face plants. Uh, Wells, what what are what are you most interested in tapping? Are you what are you? Oh my gosh. What are you, why are you creamsicling that bee bomb? That is, I'm disturbed and concerned. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go with bee bomb. I just mixed the two of them together. Um, I just wanted to make sure that it was I was correct in my assessment that all it needed was just a little <laughs> orange cream gummy bear, <laughs> and I'm I'm backing down off that claim, but but still, this beer is is just epically good. So, so damn good. You know, good job on Fremont. You, I mean, you just have, 
I've been impressed. Yeah. Well, we we had the um, the coffee bourbon barrel dark star at mm-hmm. the football, and and that was that was real damn good too. So, yeah. Josh, what what are you tapping? <clears throat> that face. Mm. Man, that face plant in the hops. Face plant in the hops. Really good, but so is the B-bomb. I think I have to go to the B-bomb. I'm not even mad. I'm not even mad either. I mean, damn, this is good. For for me, like, this this show produced, like, three very big winners. Is somebody that actually kind of enjoys winter ales, and then you do this to it, it's like, holy shit. There's a small part of me that hates the fact that Chris wasn't here for that, but on the same token, like, screw him. More for me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Welcome. Sorry. Welcome. S- sorry. Not sorry. sorry. Hey, Jeffrey. We are at the end, end of the show. show. You can find us work. on craftbeercast.com, on the interwebs. Uh, find us on the Twitters, at CBCast. Interact with us. Talk to us. Chat with us. Uh, Josh, he's lonely. Very. He's looking for friends, so you know if you follow. I'm really not. Look, honestly, if you follow the show, Josh will follow you back. He's that kind of a whore. It's fine, you know. It's it's all good. Hey, uh, not every account. I watch it now. I am. Oh, careful all right, all right. So if you're a bot, he's not following. Yeah, you. no, I, I look at timelines now. Yeah. All right, so don't be a don't be a noob. If you're an egg, he's not following you. Or a bot. Be the bot. <clears throat> You'd follow the Ron Swanson bot. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, but yeah, check us out. Hit us up uh, again at CBCast, Facebook.com slash CraftBeerCast, uh, Patreon.com slash CraftBeerCast if you want to support us there. Um, hate mail at CraftBeerCast if you want to send us an email. If you're that kind of person, that's all good. We'll take it that way too. Yeah. Uh, Wells, you got anything you want to pimp? Oh, all the ways we'll take it. Uh, you can find me at all the Wells on Instagram and Twitter if you really like being ignored. Uh, Josh, where are you? Hell. <laughs> Hell. Excuse me. You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Uh, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, post show topics, beers you want us to review, beers maybe you want to trade with us. Uh, PBR guy, I am not forgotten about you. We will get some PBR beers on this show from their growler station thingy majuber at some point. As well as gotten his mind blown. Other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.